Hello, and welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast, installation number four. Today, we are here with Gautam Sundarajan, Senior Director of Global Professional Services at Skybox Security, a cybersecurity management firm based in San Jose, California. Gautam, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to spend some time with you and uh, discuss professional services. So, uh, Gotham, you have about eight years of experience leading professional services teams and about 12 years prior to that uh, leading tech implementation. So I, I take it that you've seen what works well and other areas that could be improved. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think I think uh, my whole professional life's been spent uh, in customer-facing roles. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I did work for large GSIs like IBM and Wipro, uh, KPMG earlier in my career, and um, and uh, and then you know I was actually a customer for two years, so I did sort of experience life on the other side as well. Years I've been focused on uh, driving and leading professional services and software companies. So uh, yeah, so I think I have a good a good feeling uh, for um, you know for what things work well, what don't, and a lot of lessons learned over. Uh, over you know my uh, rather long career at this point. Yep. So. Well, that's great. So uh, today I, I want to talk a little bit about the more technical side of professional services for younger SaaS companies. Uh, so the first question is, what sorts of key attributes have you seen make or help make professional services teams be successful? Yes, I mean, so there's a lot of lot of things obviously that go into uh, a successful PS team. So, you know, obviously the the setup of the organization is very important. Um, should should mirror uh, what you know should mirror sort of the the platform, the technologies. Uh, having the right mix of skill sets is critical. The baseline is for any PS team to be successful, essentially to have um, you know set certain standards, um, processes, and methodologies that are uniformly followed throughout the uh, the practice um, that way things are predictable. As you bring in new team members, uh, you're able to uh, scale properly. Um, and um, and when things go wrong, you can you generally know where uh, where to look to help uh, right the, right the ship, so to speak. Uh, but you know, in terms of attributes, uh, hiring the right consultants with the right mindset, uh, you know, um, folks who are uh, very customer focused. Uh, you know, have an aptitude for change because uh, working working in customer facing environments you have to be very quick on your feet. Uh, so those are some of the uh, soft skills you need. And then obviously from a from a company standpoint, having the right org, uh, the right methodologies, and uh, standardization, I think, is very important. I really like that. A couple of the key words you mentioned there that I picked up on and thought were critical were one, the change management piece. Uh, two, standardization, and then three, you know, making sure, kind of teeing up the customer for early success, as I understand it. So, so with that, something that I know a lot of companies need to focus on or do focus on in terms of hitting particular goals or metrics is customer adoption. So with that perspective in mind, how can the professional services team ensure or aim to ensure uh, successful customer adoption early on in the engagement. 
Yeah, so um, that's, that's a good, that's a very good question. I think adoption, at least in the last couple of jobs I've had in uh, with software companies, adoption has been a, a sticking point. Um, you know, oftentimes with uh, with complex software, you know, some sometimes the software becomes shelfware if, if they're not set up for success. So a couple of things I've learned uh, help is essentially making sure that professional services is engaged prior to you know getting an SOW or a statement of work signed. Uh, just work closely with the sales team uh, to understand the customer's pain point during the, the selling process. You help help work with the sales team to set the customer up to understand what value they'll get out of the software. So focus on uh, your selling process and the customer's understanding of what they're buying being more focused on value than on uh, than on features and functionality. Um, really looking into the customer's business processes, uh, doing workshops up front, uh, whether it's paid or as part of the sales process to uh, to sort of identify key met success metrics that uh, that the customer feels will uh, vindic you know vindicate their purchase uh, or you know. Uh, uh, support their pro the, the 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 amount of money they've invested in in the actual purchase, uh, and then as you go into an implementation, you know, staying true to those success metrics, having your user acceptance, etc., focused on those success success metrics, and then uh, and and then obviously once you're deployed, uh, having that constant touch to make sure that uh, checking in with the customer to make sure that they're gain that they're consistently gaining value. Um, I think you know it, it's uh, sort of what's required. So it's not sort of uh, doing one thing and then you you know the customer adopts the solution. You you really have to uh, focus on um, you know on a 360 degree view of the customer, the stakeholders, uh, what they're looking to get from the platform, and then this this continued uh, touch points with the customer uh, throughout their uh, business as usual journey uh, as part of their customer journey to make sure they're they are deriving value. Uh, but you know, by measuring things like usage metrics, uh, you know, doing QBRs on a regular basis, um, just just listening to the customer and seeing how they, uh, what value they're gaining from it. Excellent. And uh, when you say QBRs, you're referring to quarterly business reviews with the customer. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you know, just regular touch bases with the customer sponsors to look at tickets, to look at ongoing projects, to look at. Uh, uh, to look at what accomplishments uh, the you know the company and the customer have made uh, jointly, um, and also to look at uh, other upcoming uh, you know customer initiatives that help partner with them to joint roadmap. So those are you know key meetings to to keep you know stay on top of with your customer to make sure that um, you understand the lay of the land uh, at all times. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you for that very detailed description. Um, so given all of those activities, it sounds like that is the holistic business value that the PS team can deliver to the customer during their project. Uh, last week, I had spoke with a VP of customer success, and he had helped us understand the difference between what a good PS team and CS team, customer success team, does. Uh, so given that, how can, in your opinion, how can a professional services team in their project tee up the customer success team for success? 
you know, throughout the duration of the the customer journey. I mean, I think I think uh, you know these terms PS CS they're all sort of merging in my viewpoint. I mean, I think customers don't really care what team team or teams they're dealing with. They just sort of want a seamless customer journey uh, with a regular set of contacts that they trust and know. Um, so I think I think the first the first step to teeing up customer success teams. Uh, for true success is breaking down the barriers between uh, PS and CS. So the more silos you have, the more handoffs there are, the, hard, the more chances you have of sort of um, causing uh, challenges on the customer side and customer satisfaction issues. So I think that's sort of a philosophical mindset. Um, you know, we we as vendors uh, need to sort of get get out of um, you know just just having the silos between the pre-sales teams and the PS teams and then between the PS teams and the customer success teams. I think, you know, there's no magic answer to that, but I think the more uh, we sort of connect internally and present a united front, the the better uh, uh, the customer experience is going to be. But, you know, all that being said, you know, I think tactically you still have to deal with those handoffs. So I think, you know, um, making sure that you have proper uh, checklists and you have a methodology to uh, to hand off in terms of what you're handing off, when you're handing off, uh, providing the right context. I think those are really important things. Um, at, at our at Skybox, uh, you know, we have uh, standard questionnaires that we fill in. Uh, we set up meetings for our uh, with our PS teams and our uh, customer support teams to to help uh, you know affect a smooth transition. If it's a complex deployment, we'll we'll schedule a call with the customer and the customer support team. Uh, where we have tabs, you know, technical account managers, you know, we have a checklist for those hand, handovers as well. Um, and then where we have managed services, you know, it's, just, it's a similar concept. So it's just making sure you have the right processes and the right, uh, um, you know, um, checkpoints to make sure that uh, the handovers are seamless. Um, also bringing in the customer success teams while professional services is closing out projects. Um, so they have some parallel time working with the customer and professional services to understand the lay of the land. I think those types of things, uh, the more parallel processing you do then, and the more, uh, uh, you know, uh, par parallel uh, joint uh, efforts you have with the customer success team, uh, the less painful the transition will be. So it's, it's really just about, uh, you know, breaking down those silos, following, you know, uh, standard processes and methodologies and making sure you 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 include the customer success team at the right time uh, I think those are uh, you know critical steps in addition to that also uh, you know uh, there's there's also uh, things such as adoption services that you can sell for customers you know sometimes that that uh, for customers that don't for example have managed services or what we call at skybox resident engineers, um, you know, and, and, you know, if customers don't have the right skill sets to perform care and feed of the platform, uh, you know, it's always good to propose uh, PS consultancy on an ongoing basis, whether it's a proactive, reactive, on-site, off-site. Uh, you know, there's different models uh, you can put out there to have PS involved, uh, you know, post-deployment as well to, to help. Uh, you know, help set the customer up for success. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. And as you were speaking, uh, I, I have a ton more questions to ask around each of these topics because I feel like you touched on a lot of different areas that we could dig into further. So 
Uh, we're almost out of time for today. I would like to have you back for another session in the near future and dig in a little bit deeper because I feel like you know, this aspect you mentioned about breaking down the barriers between the different silos in, in an effort to provide a better and smoother customer journey, I would like to dig into a little more. So thank you very much for being here with us today. Uh, for the listening audience, I do hope you've enjoyed this. If you have any questions for Gotham or myself, I'll put our contact information in the uh, box below. Have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you again in the very near future. Bye for now. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thank you very much.